1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Forbes Factor. All right, I've got an amazing show today. Um, if you're listening live to this, welcome. You know, um, you can call in. Uh, the, see, the number that you can call in, I think, is 866-472. You know what? I'm going to have to make sure it's not my private number, but you can call in. All right, so here's the deal. If you're listening live, Thanksgiving just happened. Let me ask you a question. How did you get through that holiday? Is it the kind of thing where you were nervous about seeing family, You were excited because maybe you lost some weight. You were upset because maybe you gained some weight. And it's funny. Did you just hear what I just said? People get excited and nervous and have all these emotional attachments to their weight and how they look. Now, for me personally, one of the sad things I think is whenever I see somebody, I don't know why this is the first thing they say to me, but wow, you look good or you look thinner or you look whatever. I don't know why people always comment on my look. Maybe that is something that they do for you as well. But I got to tell you, we should stop doing this to each other because the, oh, wow, you look great is like, did I look bad before? Because all these emotional attachments to how you look as opposed to just how happy you are. Now, the question is, though, what is your feeling? Do you have an emotional attachment when you go into this Thanksgiving dinner, this feast that we supposedly have? You know, it's dinner. You don't need to eat everything that you see. You certainly want to be polite and respectful. And I'll tell you something interesting that's happened to me because I I do preach this so much, that this year for me, because I always had that, oh God, what's for dessert? Uh, I had turkey. I actually took a a small plate to start with. Uh, The turkey was amazing. There was a tiny bit of stuffing that I tasted. Uh, I brought fresh vegetables, and you know, I, I teach and preach that, how if there's, don't expect that people are on your diet at all, but people loved my grilled vegetables. We had grilled asparagus and onions and eggplant and peppers, and it was fresh, and it was not covered in sauce, or, you know, it's like some of those green bean casserole things you see. And I ate a nice meal, and I've been feeling very happy. I'm doing a lot of the work that I I teach and preach about happiness. And, you know, I looked at the dessert, and it looked beautiful, but it didn't look important enough to actually eat. And I I didn't indulge at all. I had a little cup of coffee, and I sat down with my family and friends, and we talked and laughed and cleaned up the dishes, and I, I didn't miss it. So this emotional attachment to how you look and how you eat is fascinating. As we get older, I don't ever want you to go on a diet. You've heard me say it many, many times. Diet, D-I-E-T, simply stands for decisions I eat today. How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? What's your motivation? What's your inspiration? So today, as a Christmas present for everyone, uh, my dear friend Jack Elaine is no longer with us, so I brought the most amazing living representation of this that I could find as a gift to you to inspire you. Uh, and it's funny before I actually spoke with this woman on the phone, I would heard of her and I, I use her as an example. I just, I talk about at any and every age, how can you be fit, happy and healthy? She is the embodiment of all of that. And we met just recently on the phone and I, I'm so unbelievably inspired that I said, you know what? I dropped everything and said, you need to meet my audience and inspire them and me and hear your story because she does not have a book. So if you're not listening right here, you may not know all about her. And so my goal right now is to, is to introduce her to you, ask her all kinds of questions. And we are live right now. If you're listening to a recording, that's awesome. But at the moment, if you want to call in, I, I recommend do it. Um, I will make sure I get that number for you. Uh, Like I said, I think I only have my number. Wait a second. I think if I look on my text, don't go away. I I can get you the number to call in because it's a great. If you want to ask her a question, let me tell you something. I'm going to read this woman's bio. The number is 866-472-5795. I'm going to try 866-472-5795. We will take callers today. I don't normally do that, but I'm excited. Because you need to understand that this woman, her name is Ruby Carter Pikes. Yeah, it's a good name, isn't it? She is not the 22-year-old that she looks when you see her pictures, because you go, wow, that's a 22-year-old body. Look at those abs. No, and in fact, she is a little bit older than that. I think she's a grandmother. Well, in fact, I know she's a grandmother. And she is a fitness competitor. I think she's cost over 70, yeah. How do you get to be that, really? Well, it's about her philosophy about body and health and attitude, and we're going to get all of that. See, she was born in the Deep South, and this is not how they were raised then. But her eating habits, her mental habits are what she is going to share with us today. So if you're live, you want to talk to her. If there's somebody in your life who's not getting it, you want to listen to this show or share it with them as an iTunes podcast. Ruby, are you out there?
2: Yes, I am. And thank you so much for inviting me, being a part of uh, your show and allow me to be able to express um, my journey, and I always say I love being able to connect the dots, and um, and connecting my dot to your dot, in this and this helping fitness and that life is uh, you are a part. You are well. I'm trying to say that I am my path. So in order to be a part of the teachers. Uh, a healthy future. Your parents have to be healthy, too. So thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Well, you know, you're very, very welcome. And I invite, if you're listening to this, that you actually go and Google Ruby to see this amazing face, this amazing body. But you didn't start out this way. You actually are from Mississippi, correct? Yes, that's where I was.
2: I was born in Mississippi. Uh, Spent most of my youth in Mississippi. And then... From there to Chicago, where it's, it's a Mississippi too as well. So the lifestyle or the upbringing or the type of eating and our culture was taken from Mississippi on to Chicago.
1: Now, you don't eat healthy in Mississippi, do you? You know what? <laughs> to be honest,
2: I was brought up on a farm where my grandfather grew everything. And when we say organic, that was organic. They grew everything. And being a health, uh, I'm a health, I mean, I love raw vegetables, fruit. Uh, I like them cooked, steamed, in a way that you can, they can come off the vine or out of the ground or off a tree. But the thing of it is, uh, with all that organic, healthy food, uh, my family didn't know how to prepare it. The overcooked, over, not just overcooked, but all you know, the, the grease and the fried and the salt and the sugar and all this thing. And I came from a, a line of family. Uh, my family line was uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart attack, uh, kidney failure. And all this thing was a thing that most times doctors would kill you too or they had us leave it. That this the way that you're going to live or you're going to die because it's in your family line. But that's not true. Me as a young kid, I watched my grandmother, who had her own garden, and go every vegetable that you could name. My grandfather did all the, uh, the same thing. And even his livestock, the chicken, the turkey, uh, the geese, uh, the cow made their own milk. You know, the milk, they did the milk, they made their own butter, all this stuff, they made their own ham, and all of this stuff. But the thing of it is, knowing how to, to do this stuff is good. But the thing of it is, knowing how to prepare the food and eating the right and realize that if you have high blood pressure or you have diabetes or or any of those illnesses, take a medication or don't think that, you're, or you know what, it's just the way I live and my Grandfather died like that. I'm going to die that way too. But it wasn't. It's it just that um, I know I'm going all over the map talking, but uh, most blacks and most Hispanics, and then I guess some of the other race too, we die from not from the bloodline. It comes from the way we are, our culture. And it could be my grandmother, um, banana pudding. My grandmother, uh, uh, peach cobbler, or the way my grandfather did this that, and the other, but this is sort of the way that we are accustomed to eating, or either, uh the tortillas and, and, and burritos and stuff that most Hispanics do too, because we eat a lot of fries, we eat a lot of vegetables, a lot, but we overcook, we put too much in it. And when we, I and mean, okay, I hear so, so much s- about s- diet, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Ruby, I'm- You have okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a breath in between so I can ask you some good questions. Okay. So because you've got a lot. So let's start with the fact that basically one of the things you're saying is that you shouldn't rely on your family history. Go well, my mom had diabetes. I guess that's what I have. So right. Your sister actually she died of diabetes. Didn't she? She Had a leg amputated. Right. Now what kind of foods was did she understand food?
2: Or was she doing you no know have She understood, and this is one thing that I preach and I talk about it all the time. Um, my sister understood, but it was a uh, a lifestyle that she chose to live and refused to make changes. And that I guess that's the same thing with my grandmother and so many other people that live today. The same thing: you go to the doctor and you're diagnosed with these particular traits, and we've figured that this is the way we're going to die and stuff, but you get medication, you do whatever, the doctor take what you need to do, but you don't make the changes, and that's when my sister refused to make the changes, and it took her life. You know, medication is temporary until you can make those changes, it's not a life fix, it's not a fix, it's only temporary, so... Uh, my sister. All right, so let me ask you a question.
1: Uh, so, growing up, now, hang on. so growing up, you looked at all that. Who was your role model for your fitness? Who got you started and said, you know what? I need to make a change. You know what? And to be honest,
2: I, you hear me talk about my grandmother and my grandfather. They were the strong team. My grandfather is like me. I mean, I'm like him. My grandfather, I can remember him refusing to eat certain things. And my grandmother would cook, but she had to cook him a little bit different. My grandfather was a, uh, he was health conscious. He really was. Even though he grew all those animals and made his own whatever, uh, as far as uh, the ham and all this other stuff. But certain food he didn't eat. Certain things he didn't do. He was an athlete. He uh, used to run and jump. And my grandfather died at the age of. Uh, 98, and uh, it was in good good health, perfect teeth and everything. But the thing of it is, he ate and took care of himself, and that was the role model for me. And being competitive, um, I always looked at him. My grandmother had um, high blood pressure and um, different things going on, and I remember her going to the going to the doctor as a kid. I remember that. I remember my grandfather bringing her food into her, and she refused to eat it. She had to have sugar in her, in her oatmeal. She had to have certain things. She refused it. And, um, my grandfather, and it, it eventually killed her. Uh, I, I couldn't remember her taking medication. And I can remember my grandfather was trying to tell her about certain herbs and stuff that taking place in the medication and to make some changes. But she refused. And, uh, I saw the difference in him and her. And being active. Uh, um, that, was, that was one of my role models. It was my grandfather. My grandfather. You know, I have to say, he was one of the ones right, that, so, I well, that I could see different in I, him I, did love, than some others in the
1: family. Let me synthesize this. So it's important for my audience to hear this. So you look at your grandfather who raised on a farm, wanted your grandmother to eat healthy, sister died of diabetes, grandma died of diabetes. A lot of people out there are suffering from that. Is it your philosophy that you are what you eat.
2: You are what you eat. You know, I hear it so much. You know, uh, <laughs> it is so funny. I just come back from Vegas, from um, uh, the competition, uh, which I am a coach over, uh, a, a group of men and women of all ages, and they from the scout from here in the USA and even overseas. Uh, uh, the thing of it is, when I walk into the arena for this national show, it's like, I am a big celebrity. People love me. And I go any place, somebody recognize me. And they'll say things like, oh, my God, Miss Ruby. Oh, I just love you. And I love your videos. And, and I, I love what you said. And can you tell me? And that's one thing that um, people tend to want to be uh, visual. And they say, oh, my God, you look so good. Oh, my God, I wish I could look like you. This Ruby look good, and, and you know. And I tell them, I say, you seeing how I look? Ask me how I feel, because I feel a lot better than I look. Because it comes from within, then bloom on the outside. So I have to put, in order for me to look good, I got to feed the body. The body only responds to what you give it. And that's and that's what I tell everybody. You are what you eat. So
1: Ruby, let me ask. You how clarity, you get those clarify, yeah. Hang on, I love you. I'm Take sorry. a breath. Take a breath and. Move between when you speak so here's what I need you to take a breath because I got more questions for you tell everybody who's okay. listening right now because we're going to a break in a few minutes how old are you
2: uh, by September 4th I made 70 and it's amazing because sometimes it surprised me I'll look at the damn girl you're 70
1: and you say, okay so go ahead still? but people need to know this because there's people who are listening to me right now they can't see your picture mama you are seventy. 70- Years old, and you are a fitness competitor with abs of a 22-year-old. Am I correct? Right.
2: And I compete against all ages. All right. You know, so that's when I say it's great. not the quantity, it's the quality. So it doesn't make a difference. How will well, I am. Here's the thing: we're going to take. It doesn't break. make a difference. It's so we got to take the a break. quality. Hang on, baby. We
1: got to take a break in two minutes because I got some sponsors who want to jump in here and tell us how wonderful we are. When we come back. Will you promise to share some of the secrets of how you've got abs that most 22-year-olds don't have and you are, in fact, 70 years old and a fittest competitor? you promise to share that?
2: I promise. I promise.
1: I will. All right, Mom. So here's the deal. We're listening, and I, I urge you to pull up the picture of Ruby Carter Pikes. This woman is amazing, age 70. Now, I also don't feel my age, and I'm up there, too. I It mean, doesn't matter. When you look at her and you see her body, You're going to want to know the secret to this, because I will tell you, she looks better than most people all around this country. She's got abs, she's got arms, she's got back. I don't know if it's all gym or if it's all food, so we're going to go to my sponsors who help Forbes Factor stay on the air, say hi to them, and come right back. And I would invite somebody that, that you know who's maybe suffering from high blood pressure or diabetes, or says, I don't want to go to the gym, I don't care. You know what? You may be saving their life by letting them listen to her secrets We'll be back right after this, right here on the Forbes Factor. Don't go away.
0: are listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
5: Hey, everybody. Today is, I think, a special show. I've dedicated the entire hour to an amazing woman who has achieved more with her body and her lifestyle than most of us will ever even conceive of. And remember, I got to hang out with Jack and Elaine Lillane. Uh, Jack's the godfather of fitness. And Forgive me, I have a little bit of a cold here. He truly founded the word fitness. He gave up sugar at age 15 when he heard a health lecture, and he went on a path to get people to understand the value of food. His philosophy was always, if man made it, don't eat it. Well, that kind of, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables, if it grows or it's an animal, those are all natural things. That's what your body is made for. And today we eat, you know, GMO products. We put things in a microwave. We destroy the cells of food so our body doesn't even recognize them. And we suffer for it, whether it's diabetes or high blood pressure, cancer, all kind of things that are just called dis-ease because your body doesn't know what to do with the food that you're putting in it. So my guest, Ms. Ruby Carter-Pikes, you've got to Google her. You've got to see a picture of this woman. Put it on your refrigerator to inspire you that at her age, she's still a fitness competitor. She is 70-year-old grandma. Most of us at age 50 go, eh, you know what, I'm kind of tired. I don't need to do the gym anymore. No, no, no. So please welcome Ruby Carter back to the show. Hello. Hello, Ms. Ruby. You know, I look at your body on the Internet, and I'm blown away. Did you always have abs like that?
2: I didn't always have abs, but you know, um, in order to have abs, most people think it's just it's in the gym, but it it starts in the kitchen. You are what you. Well, you know,
5: there was there was a joke around that
2: that was running around the internet. Said
5: everyone says abs are made in the kitchen. I want to know whose kitchen they're in. So (laughs) when you say that, (laughs) it's got to be a
2: healthy kitchen.
5: Well, what does it mean? Most people don't really understand. I had a client come into my office and said, well, I eat healthy. I have Cheerios for breakfast with milk. I have a sandwich for lunch and I eat, you know, fried chicken for dinner. How unhealthy could that be? Well, All of share it. with us. All of it. Yeah, I know. All of see, it. But he was thinking it was healthy. So will you tell us what is a healthy diet? What does it consist of?
2: Healthy diet is, is try to, the most important thing is knowing how to group your foods. Because even if you, you eat the right vegetables and the fruits and all of this stuff, it's a time frame, too, that you should feed the body. Um, you should have the right grains, the right... High and low glucemia is an important thing. Natural things are the most important, too. And just because it says natural don't make it actually good. So sometimes you can mix their own food together, and it, and it cause your body to react a certain way. But I always make sure that I feed my body. I make sure every carb that I put in my mouth I Make sure I have a good protein. That is important. And I'm not talking about man-made protein. I'm talking about what God made.
5: And, All right. So let's um, get very specific because yep. I really want people to leave today's show. They got their pen in their hands. I always write down stuff. and We'll put it on the Internet. When you say grains and things that you eat in the right way, let's be very, very specific. Now I know you teach a lot of this, but let's see if we can't give some good nuggets away to my audience. So, how do you start your day?
2: I start my day. Uh, the first thing I do. Now, this is the first thing that I do. I get up in the morning. I figure that the body been laying, you've been laying up uh, for a high amount of hours, and you need to hydrate yourself. I usually get up in the room temperature water. I used to put hydrate myself with some water, warm water. Then I go on and I, I I do a little bit of stretching, but then I make my meal. I usually make I have um, oatmeal or maybe even uh, some type of grain. I, I I usually do either I may have a when I say whole wheat or or whole grain or uh, unbleached uh, flour uh, as far as a, a, some most people like toast, and I may do that. I may have an egg or egg white. And if I'm going to eat egg white, I may eat an egg. I usually have, if I have two eggs, i took put one whole egg and two egg whites. And I'll do that. Uh, Some people like coffee. And if I do coffee, uh, I try to have one cup of coffee. And I usually get, I do coffee, but I don't put, um, and this is another thing, sugar. White sugar is bad. And I've learned in, in the last three years that even some well, sugar cane is if it's natural, but like maybe. But I do, I've learned coconut sugar, and this may South strange. Coconut sugar is one of the low-glycemia sweeteners that you can put into any of your fruit, and that's what I do. And I usually have a piece of fruit. Bananas, some people say banana is bad, but banana is it's high fiber. It, 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 it gives you all the things that you really need to get you started. It's good high glucemia because, like, the morning, you need that's your biggest, you get started for your activities. So, I just think that if you don't eat uh, a lot of high glucemia foods or sugary, good uh, 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 carbs and starchy carbs, carbs, you should do that in the morning. Morning through noon i usually eat three uh, i usually eat five to six meals a day my first meal would be breakfast then i had two or three hours later i have a mid so hang on morning. A second. hang
5: on i know i know and this is now guys here's the thing if you are listening to this go out i want to know more about ruby you can find more about her on rubycarterpikes.com. cuz all you know and she teaches and she coaches so if this is all going a little too fast for you there's a place to get this i'm just giving you an overview What do you say to people who don't have breakfast? So many of my my friends be go, I
2: don't I don't eat breakfast. What do you say to them? That's the worst thing you could do. It's just like you're getting in your car, you gotta go to work and you don't put gas in your car. I mean how you gonna function? That's the first thing. Your body needs that. That's the first thing you should do. That is your first fuel. You should put that is your hike of the day to get you started.
5: Now, it's you not one. coffee, again, I people of, uh,
2: who just say coffee, what do you say meal? to them? But at least uh, a nice piece of fruit, uh, maybe a little bowl of oatmeal or something like that, and get yourself started uh, in an egg or something like that. Some kind of good carbs and protein. Even if you have to do a piece of toast with some almond butter or peanut butter, but natural. Not the kind that, that have a lot of goop in it.
5: All right, I love this. So now you've had your breakfast, and guys, you need to listen to this, because so many of you tell me, I just had coffee for breakfast, and you start your day. You don't put gas in the car, it doesn't go. And you'll remember, when you look at Ruby's picture, you go, man, look at her amazing, and she says, it's, what do you think the percentage is about time you spend in the gym versus the kind of quality of food that you eat?
2: If you, you know what, if, if we go back to, we were saying not having breakfast, okay, it's just like your car. You may to get your car started. But you haven't prepared for travel. If you doesn't uh, make sure your car has the right fuel in it, it can stop any time. So it's the same thing. I make sure that in order to get my day started, I make sure I put the right fuel in my body. When I go to the gym, it doesn't, I can work out. I mean, because I got the energy. I got the fuel that to make the body perform. So I, I, in order for me to go to the gym, in order to do my run, sometimes I run uh, eight to nine miles in the morning. Sometimes I don't even go to the gym. I just do that and then go to the gym. But I'm able to do that because I have my body function. It's giving them everything they just need to keep moving.
5: So next thing you eat is what? I'm sorry? So, then, so now you've had your breakfast. You get to start your day. Now when do you get your workout in?
2: I go to the gym or either I do it at home or it's, you know what, and, and everybody don't necessarily have to go to a gym. You find an activity that you really enjoy doing that you can move. You have to move in order for the body to function. So if you like dancing, do it for 20 minutes or uh, 30 minutes. Uh, me, I, some days I feel like uh, I want to get out. I want to run. I want to see the scenery. I want to make my body move. And that's when I get up and I run anywhere from eight to uh, anywhere from five to eight miles. I get up and I'm not saying everybody can do what I do, but this is what I do. And then uh, sometimes I may go to the gym. If I go to the gym, I do at least uh, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour of cardio. Some people say don't do cardio, but I do it. Because when you say cardio, that's popping the blood and pushing everything through the body that it needs to, including those. Uh, fuel that we had the food that I put in my body. Okay. So now, the blood what's flowing. the next food that? Now, do you eat before you go to the gym? Sometimes, most time I eat. I always eat. I always put something in my body. Now, I don't go and eat a, a headed meal, especially if I know I'm gonna run or if I know I'm gonna do a lot of stuff. But I do give myself a chance, give the food a chance to to digest. Because uh, you don't want to go in doing anything on an overly full stomach. But
5: mm-hmm. I make
2: sure I feed myself so I can function, my body can move.
5: So then when you eat out, what do you eat after you work out? And again, you can hear that I'm really curious because I've got to tell you guys, I'm just sitting here looking at Ruby's body, at her arms and her abs, and so many people just kind of give up. You just continue to look better and better with age. And I want to think that it's not just you, but it's your mentality it's the practice, it's the things that you practice every day, and you were giving my audience so many nuggets and food for thought.
2: So thank you for that. Thank you.
5: All right, but so right after you I work out, a, what do
2: you do? I'm sorry. And after I work out, I make sure that, that because I burned up everything that I had put in prior, so that's me I said mid-morning snack, and you could say. I either I put, um, I try to put a good carb and a protein again. Nothing real heavy, but carbon or protein. Make sure I put that in my body to get my body, and then hydrate myself. That's what I do, and then uh, that's the end of of my morning. And my morning, then at least at noon, you know. Then I have another two to three hours. It could be two hours or three hours, but I got my body on. Uh, it's just like a child or, or a mother with a newborn baby. If you put your your body uh, on a timer to feed, it will let you know. And my body is that way. So after I, I, morning, two to three hours later, my mid-morning snack, then two to three hours again, it's time for lunch. Then I do it again. And I make sure I have a full meal. I have all my carbs and my protein. All of those are then uh, based. Hang on a I'll second. See see, this is again. where you
5: need to understand. And I, because I, maybe I think like an eight year old, but when you say to most of my audience, you have your carbs, your protein, they don't actually know
2: what that means. So, you know what? And I'm just said that because a lot of times people kill me saying, uh, I don't do carbs. I don't do carbs. You know, I took the carbs <laughs> out and they think it's just bread. But you know what? And I talk about high and low glycemia. And those are fruits and vegetables and grains. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that fruits and veggies are carbs. And that's the difference. It's not just bread and rice and potatoes. That's the thing. Most people think it's not. But you have to put the green vegetables. and, and, and Sometimes it's nice to make your plate a nice rainbow. And that's what, mm-hmm. you know, your... Pro- I'm sorry? I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm loving listening to this. You know, and, um, and your protein you don't necessarily have to eat meat. I mean, it's good to eat meat, but you want to make sure you have the right one and and not cover your inside with meat. But um, uh, there's a lot of fruit. I mean, not a fruit. A lot of vegetables... Beans and broccoli and stuff like that and mushrooms those are protein too and knowing how to group that you can do that too as well with your green vegetables which is more water based or your starchy uh uh carbs those are the things okay I've got a couple of minutes before we go to break
5: so guys can you hear what Ruby's saying she is basically talking you know this. You know that it's healthy vegetables and fruits, and she eats all of this food. I don't think she goes hungry. Now, a quick question: Before we go to my next break, how much time do you personally spend in the gym?
2: I go in the gym high up. You know what? To be honest, I do spend, uh, uh, especially when I'm getting ready to, to compete. But I, I give my body what it calls for and what I enjoy. I enjoy. It's not a. It's not. I enjoy going to the gym. It's activity for me. But I can, and I have clients where I tell them, you don't have to spend all day in the gym. You don't need to do that. If you know what you're doing, you go in, you do your cardio, uh, you can spend 25 minutes or 20 minutes and do just as well. Uh, I go in the gym. Sometimes I go, it's a rush, especially when I was working. And I also train, uh, Some of my clients that travel or they run in late to work or they're doing their lunch hour. I show them how to do cardio and resistance training all at one time. You can do that. That's in 20 minutes. they work in everything. You got your cardio, your resistance training, you're getting the muscles, the one that you want to work. You can work the whole body. You can do that in 20 minutes.
5: Now, that's interesting. So I've got two minutes before we go to break. Did did somebody out there just hear that you can get all that done in 20 minutes? So much time, Ruby, they tell me, I don't have time to go to the gym. How important is that to go to a gym, or can you do it at home?
2: You know what? And and when I hear people say that, well, I can't be like you. are not going to be a bodybuilder. Don't worry. I know you're not going to be a bodybuilder because you refuse to get up and move. The thing of it is is when people tell me that, I say, you need to tell me you got time for everything else, but you don't have time for you. You need to make time for you. I don't care what it is. Make time for you. You know, I had one person, let me this real quick. I had a young person to tell me that they couldn't go to the gym. They don't have time. And, but yet still, she went to Las Vegas and uh, spent all that time drinking and doing all the other stuff. I said, well, you had time to do that all the weekend. You know, you were there for four, for four days. And you post all this stuff that you've done. And you mean to tell me you don't have time for you? You know, if you can take time to go to a party or a sacrifice, that somebody invites you to something that you don't even want to be. i am here, but I really don't want to be here. But you're sacrificing. You're doing this. But you can't go to the gym to take care of your body. Or take time to do something for yourself. If you go someplace that you don't want to be, you invite you go first. I have to go because uh,
5: they expect me to be there. All right, so Ms. No. I got 30 seconds before break. Hang tight because I'm going we come back. I'm gonna share a story uh, that's really really personal to me about the gym and how somebody I love just. Couldn't, couldn't do it. I, I think there's somebody out there listening who might want to identify with my next story. But right now, we're going to go take a quick break. We're going to come back. I've only got a couple more minutes with Ms. Ruby Carter-Pikes. If you're listening to this, you've got to look at her photo because when you look at her and you hear the stories, you're going to get something maybe in your brain that clicks for the very first time. All right. You're listening to the Forbes Factor. I'm having an amazing time. I'm loving you. And uh, I'll talk to you in just a little bit. Don't go away.
3: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
4: I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore.
0: listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
5: Oh, hey, everybody. I I hope that you're just enjoying this as much as I am. Miss Ruby Carter-Pikes is with us. She has dedicated her life to just not only looking and feeling amazing, but it's her personal philosophy. And and something that, one of the reasons she's on my show today is that I got to hang out with Jack LaLanne. The last eight years of his life, I'm still very good friends with his wife, Elaine LaLanne, who at 91, by the way, she's got you by 21 years, is um, still fit, happy, healthy, active. And you guys understand or need to understand the reason that you tune in each week, the reason that you share this radio or the podcast that comes out of this with as many people as you can. Uh, uh, It's not a perfect science, Um, but we're talking about how to be fit and healthy at every age. Here's what it comes down to, guys, and I know you need to hear this over and over again, kind of like food. You need a little bit every day. That's how I feel about motivation and inspiration. You need a little bit every day. I wake up listening to motivational videos. Thank God for YouTube. I can hear all my... You know, my my favorite people, my friends like Tony Robbins or Les Brown, just motivation to get you up, your mind, your body, and your spirit, and that's what this show today is dedicated to, a combination of mind and body. So I want you to take a look at Ruby Carter-Pikes' picture, and when you see this woman, you go, wow, look at her abs, look at her body, look at her arms. We're trying to uncover some of the secret nuggets, but if you want to learn more about her, and I encourage you to do that, because she's just one of my all-time role models, Go to Facebook and look up Ruby, like the gemstone, because she is. Carter, as in one of the presidents who's done some really good stuff for us. And Pikes, as in kind of the food that you might eat. I know, Pikes is a fish, right? So, Ms. Ruby Carter Pikes. So, Ruby, you're still there? Ruby
2: Carter Pikes Fitness.
5: Say it again. Uh,
2: Ruby Carter Pikes Fitness. Oh, I have about three Facebook.
5: Well, I'll tell you what, you definitely, once they've got your name and they see your photo, they're going to become a huge fan of yours. I know you still coach and teach. And where are you living nowadays? Yes. I live in Palmdale, California. Okay. So, and people can still actually coach with you. You actually train fitness competitors. Is that correct?
2: Yes. And, and, and different uh, federation. I actually have people fly in from different states and even other state to me. So they coaching, which is is ironic or unique. I, I love it. I love
5: it. So why don't you share with us a story of somebody who maybe came to you and said, hey, I want to compete, but they were out of shape when they started. Do you have one of those stories?
2: Yeah, I do. I, and you know what? The funny part of it is and I have people that really want to compete or are so shy and, and one of the things not just come to me, I usually... Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, let me see what you just asked. Yeah, I've had people that tell me they want to compete and they don't know how, uh, you know, my body's out of shape, what do I need to do, and uh, I've taken them under my wing. And actually, um, we start and I tell them, you know, it's not a rush thing, but you have to do what I ask because if if I'm going to give you my time, and my knowledge, and my uh, passion, then you have to listen. And I usually tell my clients the same thing. You don't have to, fry, I mean, if I give you, I start with you, and I, I pretty much know what you need. And after a certain time, if it, I don't see any progress. You don't have to fry me, I fry you, because it's a waste of my time and a waste of effort. I could be using this somewhere else, and somebody else that wants. Wanted. Okay, so guys, but the, the lesson thing of from it this is, is I have when, to train on, them how to, you know, first thing, is, <coughs> um, I usually do a complete assessment on my client. Well, but when, hang on. So, wait, so
5: guys, when, hang on, I've got to go back to my audience for a second. So, guys, what did Ruby just say? When you find a coach, and you should, when you find a mentor, when you find somebody who's done what you want to do, listen to them. Ruby, I have the same thing. I'll get clients or people come to me want coaching. I will tell them to do something, and if they don't do it, they're fired. And I'll tell you why. For the same reason you just said, I don't want to waste my time. I don't care how much you're paying me. It's my time that I can't right. get back. I can always make money. So if you're lucky right. enough to be around Ms. Ruby, make sure you listen to her. So now you've got somebody who says, I want to be a competitor. Now, how hard is it? Because I'm always kind of curious. You know, it's an interesting goal to say, hey, I want to compete. My body at the moment, you know, it looks good, but it's not at that stage. How long does it take for someone to get in a competitive state if they're kind of an average
2: fitness? If they um, listen to me, and it's, it's um, the body is the funny thing. If you give it what it needs, it'll react. And that's mean, like I said before, feeding it the right way, training it, giving it the cardio, end the resistance training. And I actually, like I said, I used to study that person. I look at the symmetry of that person, and tell them what they, we need to do. If they have a problem with the abs, and most time uh, I do measurements. I do fat percentage. I don't worry about the weight. Weight is, is just a number. The fat percentage is what you care about in the symmetry, and that's what I do. I look at the symmetry, and I work with that. And then uh, we the diet, you have to eat. And you can't say you're missing the meals because you have to eat what I tell you to eat. You have to eat. And you eat and you have to hydrate yourself, make sure you drink the water. You have to make sure you rest. The body, it needs all of that. So you have to do all of that. And then once we get you on the road with that, then you'll stay present. You'll stay present. And that's another thing, knowing how to walk. Everybody thinks they can walk. and Most people want to be sexy. Sexy is not not, with your clothes off or moving a certain way. It's confidence. And that's something that I teach. Once you get comfortable with your body and you know that you're doing all the things that you need to, now you got. To, I got to get in your head, and you have to get in your own head. Realize I love my body. I love what God has given me, and I appreciate. It. I'm not trying to be anybody else or look like anybody else. I'm going to present the best package that I have because I got a good coach. they going to make sure I can get on the stage, look the way, and be proud of who I am. And the other people out there in the audience, the judges, and the photographers. And everybody else is going to appreciate me, too. Wow.
5: I love hearing that. So, should somebody reach out to you if they don't want to be a competitor, they just want to
2: be in better shape? I have people that come to me in my camp for that, too. And uh, my opposing camp, or the camp, is not just for uh, competitors. It's confidence. And I think, I mentioned that once before, I've had people come to me, and they'll say, you know what, I got this job interview, and, you know, I, I just want to know how to t- take pictures. I just want to, and I have people actually come in there, and I teach them that too, how they enter in a room. And, uh, you, you know, most times women think, that, uh, well, I say women and guys too, they'll walk, and they think they're supposed to walk a certain way. But if you stand up correctly and walk with your head and pride and just walk in and, and every step, don't fake my way of walking, Walk in the the stuff that God gave you, and if you know how to do that, I'll teach you how to do it. It'd be confidence in your entering. Once you do that, you can walk in a room, people would turn their head and say, who is that? Because it's confidence, and your best package is being brought into that room. It may not look like everybody else, but it's yours. I I I love that.
5: So many people ask me, how do I get to be more confident? And what do you tell them?
2: Confidence is knowing who you are and being happy to who you are. You present you and get confidence in you. I know who I am. This is what God has given me. And I'm going to be the best I can be inside and out because I'm feeding the body the right thing. I'm giving the right uh, uh, what, rest, the hydrated, and I'm training it. And... In my frame of mind, I'm in the best mental state I can be in. And if other people don't appreciate me, that's they lost. Because I am proud of who I am. And that's what you do.
5: Ms. Ruby, we have about four minutes till the very, very end of my show. What I would mm-hmm. love is, what's one of the biggest life lessons that you want to pass on to my audience?
2: It's the biggest life lesson, I think, is, to me, we live in a world where it's Everybody is so. I, mean, well, I don't say everybody, but everybody want to be somebody else. Want to imitate and fake, even with the food that we eat. Um, you just think about our food. If they enhance the, the flavor, it is not the real flavor. We have so many fake everything. Stop being fake. Be you. Be proud of what God give us. And if you take care of you. Um, if you take care of your body, it'll take care of you. The body is lazy when you don't give it what it needs. So, you know, like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Yeah, you're tired. But you don't give the body anything. But when you do what you need to do, your body reacts. And I just think we need to take care of our life and uh, love your life, love the people that's around you, and and be proud. And, and that's just it. Do the best you can. And what you do help good, try to pass it on to someone else. What's your hope for 2018? My hope to 2018 is that my passion, I can pass it even stronger and uh, more people be enlightened by me. And if I can do something else to, to help. Um, because I don't just do adults. I, I, I go into schools, too. Um, this thing about my baby can read or uh, my kid is the smartest kid in the world, but he's still eating uh, Cheetos and, and he hates his vegetables. He hates his... I just want to teach him that knowing finance, uh, six figure, knowing the right people, all that is good. The most important thing is your health, knowing how to take care of you. And I think that's the number one thing. I just wish... Uh, we can spend more time in teaching people really about health and fitness and doing it in the right way, not just teaching them how to do it. Jack, right, my guys, here he at the end it, of my and show, and I Mama. I want to be able to continue to it.
5: I love it. You are the sexiest, most amazing bodybuilder I've ever seen out there, guys. You've been listening to Miss Ruby Carter Pikes. She is an inspiration, both inside and out. You've had a, it's a wonderful hour. I can't believe it's all gone. Uh, we will be staying in touch. You'll be able to hear more about her. Check her out on Facebook. Uh, Go to her website. I love her philosophy. It is about health, mind, body, spirit, how it all works together, the food that you eat, the things that you think about, and you're not where you came from. Please remember that. Please don't use that as a limiting belief, well, my parents were this or I came from that. No, no, no. She and I and so many other success stories are the fact that you take control of your life. You start by literally stepping up and stepping in, saying I'm enough, figuring out what food is, what nutrition is, how to move and use your body. And uh, that is it for my broadcast. We are another wonderful, another wonderful hour of Forbes Factor. Uh, always, you know, check back. If you want to be a guest or a suggestion for the show, please write us. Uh, and then, of course, share the podcast. You can listen to this anytime, whether it's in your car and vacation. Stay positive. Stay focused. And as always, Forbes Factor is focused on health, wealth, and happiness. I'm Forbes Riley, and here's looking forward to uh, a new you, better, stronger, and happier. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.